0: What's up, everyone? This is Austin Casal, and you're listening to the Weekly Football TrioCast. I am joined by my co-host Anthony No. What's up? And my other co-host, Giovanni Falzon. Welcome in, guys. And let's get straight into the news. So we have some injuries to report this week. We have Deshaun Jackson, Cam Newton, and Malcolm Butler are all on the IR. Some of the news is bigger than others. I think Malcolm Butler is probably the least of the three. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, to me, is a little important because that guy played like two games this year, and I think his career should just end at this point because he cannot stay healthy. And the biggest one of the bunch is Cam Newton, who is out for the season now. We don't know if he's going to be able to keep his job at the end of the year because if Kyle Allen goes out there and makes the playoffs somehow in that tough NFC, that's going to be tough to bench. But Gio, do you think out of the three that Cam Newton is clearly the biggest news of the bunch for the injuries?
1: Well, I think it's the most significant from the standpoint that it's the only quarterback of the bunch. I do think Deshaun Jackson could added value to the Eagles offense that has really been looking for a receiver to stretch the field since week one on a consistent basis, even though, Deshaun's a veteran. He provided that presence for Carson Wentz, uh, to, to threaten the vertical game. Um, and then for, for all intents and purposes, Malcolm Butler, I just don't see much of Tennessee in the mix of things. So I don't think it's as significant a a corner, but definitely for Cam Newton, there won't be any cam back this, uh, season, unfortunately, but, Uh, That's what we were talking about. It was all predicated on the fact that he would only come back because of how well Kyle Allen has been playing, if fully healthy. Clearly, uh, the foot's not right. He went and saw a specialist this uh, last week. And so I believe Cam Newton's injury is the most serious and the most devastating to the team.
2: Anthony? So now I got to say, I expected this to happen. You know, Kyle's gone out there and he's done his thing. He's won games for um, for the Carolina Chris, Christian McCaffrey's. I mean Panthers, but you know, I expected them to shelf Cam Newton for a while. I, I kind of fully expect for them to move on from Cam Newton this off season, whether it's via text, uh, text trade, or um, just a cut, just straight up cut. You know, if they, if they get rid of him, they save 19.4 against the cap going into the next year, and 19.4—that's a—that's two or three decent players that could fill out the roster. So I expect Cam Newton to be in a different jersey next year, whether it's somewhere within the NFC, NFC as a backup, or he could possibly be the Miami Dolphins placeholder until whatever whoever they draft is ready to take over. So we'll see.
0: I see you were going to say NFC North. Do you have a team in mind, a.k.a. the Bears?
2: That, that's kind of what I was thinking, because Trubisky is just, he looks like a mediocre high school quarterback at this point. He's not doing anything to stretch the field. He has weapons. Um, I feel bad for Allen Robinson. Like, prayers up for Allen Robinson. There's nothing really wrong with him. It's just the fact that he's played with Mitchell Trubisky and Blake Bortles' his entire career, like, just I feel so bad for him. He hasn't gotten consistent quarterback play from anybody at a high level and the guy can flat out ball.
1: Now, with that being said about Cam and and the situation that Carolina is in, and we could talk to greater lengths how I feel about it. I don't think the Carolina Panthers would be smart or wise as an organization to move on from him, especially if he gets healthy during the offseason. I believe it will be a huge loss for them. I think people will uh, see his value if he does go elsewhere. Um, we know what happened when um, he went from one program to another in his collegiate days. We know what he's been and has done in this league before. Uh, the fact that I've seen it is where I can give validity to it. But I will say, uh, moving forward, i still have the Panthers taking the last wild card spot. So I believe they will keep things afloat, as Anthony calls them, the the Carolina Christian McCaffreys.
2: All
0: right, we'll see what happens with those Panther lanthers. Uh So next in the news is another quarterback. Uh, Nick Foles is back for Jacksonville. I think this could only benefit Jacksonville because as Minshew held them over, I do think Foles was clearly brought there for a reason, and they're really not out of the division race yet. So if Foles can come back and do what he was doing week one, I think Jacksonville can really make the South interesting if Foles can stay healthy. And, um, you know, I, I think it was I think it's good that he's coming back. Like I said, Minshew held it down and he just happened to have his worst performance of the year against the Texans in the last game. And as you know, we all go off of what we saw last in the league. So, Anthony, what do you think? Do you think Foles can keep Jacksonville very interesting and, you know, maybe potentially sneak away in the division?
2: Depends on what uh, what Nick Foles we get. If you get a uh, Super Bowl run, Nick Foles, then Jacksonville could, could run the tables and contend for that AFC South title or wild card spot. If we get uh, Nick Foles, who's hesitant, coming off the injury in his collarbone, then you don't know what kind of player he's going to be. But the biggest thing with Gardner Minshew being, having played all these weeks is he was able to get so many more people involved because he didn't really have a connection with much of anybody to start. So now they were able to rely on the running game with Leonard Fournette and get him going to where he's top five in the league and rushing. Uh, DJ Chark is doing his thing and that, as far as receiving goes. So now Nick Foles has been watching, and like he's got to realize, like, hey, I got a running game now. I got a bona fide receiver that can go get the ball for me. I have more than just one or two options. Maybe sitting back and being able to watch what happened with Jacksonville could end up being a good thing for him now that he's healthy. And I hope he stays healthy for the rest of the way, because that'll make uh, the AFC South a lot more interesting.
1: Yeah. I think just the fact that they just lost to the Texans in the, in the style and fashion that they lost to the Texans, albeit with Minshew, Nick Foles will come in. They will win some games. They'll remain competitive in some games, but um, I personally feel like it's going to be too little too late. I think Nick Foles will shine in some, some, some spaces in some capacity, but I think it also hinges on the health of D.D. Westbrook. Can he come back healthy? Can he stay healthy? Cause I think there's a real connection there. Um, whereas Minshew really developed that with Chark. I think D.D. Westbrook needs to be healthy for Nick Foles to have success that he wants to have. Of course, any team that can run the ball has, has a higher chance of quarterback success, but, the best quarterback in this division is Deshaun Watson, as we saw and have seen for um, a couple of years now. And I feel like it's just going to be too little too late, but he'll be, he'll be, uh, he'll be all right. He'll keep, he'll keep them in games. Like I said, he'll win some games, but I don't feel like it's going to be a move, a, a transition that has them contend for the division title.
0: Yeah, I do agree. I do think the Texans will, you know, end up winning the division, but you know, we'll see what happens with the Jacksonville over the the first. I guess next week. See if they can. Uh... Well, actually, aren't there, aren't they on a buy because yes. they come back from London? That's right. Never mind. We'll see what happens in two weeks then. Uh, so next on the list, a little controversial topic here. Uh, Jermaine Whitehead, the former Cleveland Brown. Um, if you guys didn't know, he went on a Twitter rampage after the loss to the Broncos. And he went a little overboard and he uh, threatened some people. He even threatened, I believe it was somebody from Fox Sports, like a college football analyst, I believe is who he was. Um, and it was just overall very bad. I know he was probably extremely angry, but you just can't go to those kind of levels of threatening people and going crazy, especially when you're in a you know, a spotlight like he was uh, being a professional football player. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to mention it uh, as like kind of like a, a news thing to always remember that there, you know, people are going to criticize you, but you got to just, you know, take it, take it in a certain way. Don't get too threatening or too crazy because it just kind of looks bad on you. And now he's out of a job. And, you know, if he looks back on this moment, he's going to be like, was that 10, 15 minute stretch of me going crazy on Twitter worth losing my job over? But, you know, it is what it is. He made the mistake and he'll live with it. But I, you know, I just think the whole situation was uh, very bad. But uh, let's move on unless you guys want to mention something about it. I just kind of wanted to bring it up and, you know, say how wrong it was. But if you guys want to mention something about it, let me know.
2: Nope, I'm okay. All, All
0: right. So let's move on to the review of the week. Uh, once again, we're going to keep the same style as last week. We're, I'll tell you guys the scores, and if you guys want to talk about it, let's talk about it. If you don't, we'll just move on. Just you know, just shout in or, or uh, you know, stop me if you want to mention it. So Thursday night, 49ers beat the Cardinals, 28 to 25, remaining undefeated. Um, big game by Garoppolo through four touchdowns and i thought the cardinals were going to pull that upset out for anthony but they just fell a little bit short anybody want to say anything about it no all right the next game was the london game the texans beat their jaguars 26 to 3 uh there's really not much to mention there either especially since we just talked about foals but uh yeah pretty much a blowout um uh bills beat the redskins uh 24 to 9 that was another uh stink a linker um this was a pretty good game uh, chiefs versus vikings chiefs won 26 to 23 without um their quarterback mr mahomes and the highlight of the game was the 93 yard touchdown by mr damian williams and Tyreek Hill was just like, see I gotta go. And he was just like, meow, meow, just ran down the field and caught up to Damien Williams. And he was like, Hey buddy, what's going on? We scoring a touchdown together? What do you what well, did you guys think from,
2: uh, uh, Tyreek Hill said that he ran that because Damien Williams believes he's the fastest player on the Chiefs. So Tyreek Hill chasing down from behind to kind of show him like, no, it, that's my title. That That's not you. That's me. I, I'm the fastest player on the team. That uh, Nope, not happening.
1: Huh. Yeah, I was just going to add, I mean, yesterday we were on the road. Um, backup quarterback for Kansas City, no Mahomes. And again, coming off of a long 10-day break, you know, playing last on Thursday night. And then the Vikings um, only put up 19 points against the Redskins come back this week and only put up 23. Uh, Kirk Cousins completed 50 percent of his passes pretty much. And although he had the three touchdowns, he left a lot to be desired. The ball was in his hands with a chance to uh, have it have a have a chance for his kicker to, to win this game. And they ended up having to punt this ball away. So. Uh, biggest problem here I saw was when Thielen went out didn't even wasn't a factor um, which we didn't mention in the news he's unlikely to play again this week so Stefan Diggs one reception for four yards I mean this is the Kansas City Chiefs secondary a team that has been habitually burnt by opposing receivers and opposing quarterbacks so um kind of confusing here yes it went back and forth a little bit but man there's there's a lot left to be desired with Kirk Cousins and this team
0: yeah I still think the Vikings are great but I just think that goes to show you that the Chiefs without Mahomes are still a pretty good team and they're just that much better with Mahomes in my opinion so Next game on the list, uh, as it's not that important, I know it's important to somebody here. Uh, the dolphins won 26 to 18. Uh, the jets look like trash and the dolphins actually won a game when nobody thought they were going to win a single game.
2: And Anthony, I want to know your opinion. Fire gates. This is the only game I wanted them to win all season. If they could win one or two games, it's against the jets. Uh, Adam Gase just got completely shown out by Brian Flores. Brian, Brian Flores wiped the floor uh, as far as coaching goes against him. Uh, Gase just looked confused at times by some of the defense that Miami was rushing. Uh, Fitzpatrick, you know, he went out and he uh, he gives you what he usually do. He can every now and again. And that's a really good game. The only downfall with uh, the Dolphins in the win was uh, – show out undrafted free agent rookie Preston Williams. Uh, his season came to an end on Sunday with the ankle injury. So that's a that's a bad thing. And it also moved Miami into the third the third pick right now, which, you know, tank for two for has been on everybody's mind down here in Miami, but now not even picking uh, not even picking one or two as at the moment.
0: You aren't even picking three either, you're picking four. Redskins yeah. have it over you guys as well. But keep in mind, though, the Jets' only win was against the Cowboys. Let's move on. Eagles-Bears. Eagles 22, Bears 14. Uh, another solid win for the Eagles, but I, I think this just goes to show you that the Bears are not as good as we thought they were going to be this year. I think their offense is just struggling too much and their defense defenses. Um, I still think their defense is great, but I just don't think they can, can keep up with with if their offense isn't going to help them out much. Uh, what do you what do you think, Gio? Do you think this was a good win by the Eagles, or are the Bears just really showing us that maybe they're not as good as we thought they were going to be?
1: I think this is – I mean, obviously the Bears uh, had to put together some drives late to score because for the first half um, they really showed nothing at all. Um, I mean, the the offense just does not move the ball. They they don't have positive yards. Most of their plays are for zero, one, two, or negative yardage. Um, so it really wasn't a lot for the Eagles to really shut down or game plan for. Uh, nice to see Zach Ertz um, become the main weapon and target again of Carson Wentz, who's had a, a pretty underwhelming type of year for them. But um, this comes down to can the pass catchers, the receivers, and the backs make the plays when, when Carson Wentz gets them the ball. And and when he doesn't, do they have his back? And so there's a lot of storylines that can be seen in this game, uh, some critical drops. So the Eagles definitely let the Bears hang around for too long. But this was all bad Bears. And uh, the, the fact that their offense is going to waste away um, a, a team like this with a defense with the capabilities that they have on that side of the ball um, because of Mitchell Trubisky.
0: Anthony, you got anything to add, or you good?
2: No, I'm good. Joe covered it all.
0: All right. Uh, I quickly want to add, I know this is an NFL podcast, but the first college football rankings just came out, and I think they're pretty interesting. Ohio State came in number one, followed by LSU at two, Bama at three, and Penn State at four. That means Clemson, the reigning wow, champions, are at wow, five. wow and lsu plays alabama and ohio state plays penn state which means two of those teams are going to have to take an l which i kind of think they did that on purpose i think they kind of put penn state at four just so two of these teams are going to have to fall out of that top four after they lose to one of these teams that's my opinion i think they put penn state there on purpose um but you know i don't make the rankings i do think penn state's good but i don't think they should have been four uh but you know and then I think it was Georgia 6, Oregon 7, Utah 8, Oklahoma 9, and Florida ended up rounding out the top 10. And and 11 was Auburn for Geo, since I know that's his team. And um, I'm not sure where Anthony's team is. I think Miami was somewhere in the low hundreds. But, you know, th- maybe next year Miami will make it. Um, next game on the NFL schedule. You guys aren't laughing at my jokes, and I'm not appreciating it. I'm about to fire both of you as my co-hosts. I need one I need one of you to laugh at my jokes. Thank you. I need good jokes to laugh. Come on, man. Me <laughs> trashing trash the Miami Hurricanes is always a good time.
1: I mean, they did just beat their biggest rival in a, and got
0: a coach fired. So so we're supposed to praise them for getting a coach fired? No, no. Nah, nah, that man's whole just, career got ended. Well, Last I focus, think –
2: focus, NFL, NFL football trio cast, guys. Exactly.
0: Football, the weekly football trio cast. I doesn't say NFL in that title, buddy. Anyways, I might have to edit this whole part out, but we'll see. Um, the next game on the <laughs> list, Steelers, Steelers. Actually, we don't edit here; we just roll with the punches, cause you know this is uncut greatness. Anyway, Steelers beat the Colts twenty-six to twenty-four, and it really came down to Brissett getting hurt, in my opinion. I think that kind of hurt the Colts, even though the Colts could have kicked the game-winning field goal. Vinatieri just missed Vinatieri. it. Um, but, you know, good win for the Steelers. They're still technically in their division race, even though I do think the Ravens are just going to run away with it. But good good win by Steelers, and I hope sets okay. And next game on the list was the Panthers versus the Titans. The Panthers won 30-20, to McCaffrey... Had 900 yards and 72 touchdowns, and you know, typical McCaffrey day just kind of break all these records. Uh, Next game is Lions lost to the Raiders. The Raiders won 31 to 24. Raiders continue to win. That team is four and four when they could have easily be like two and six right now, or, or even worse. They're, they're, you know, a surprising team to me. I didn't think they'd do that. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, next game was Seattle beat the Bucks forty to thirty four, which was a pretty big shootout. Just free right from the beginning. It was just I'm scoring, you're scoring. Russell threw for five touchdowns. Another solid win by the Seahawks. They're seven and two, and they have a huge game coming up on Monday night where they play the Niners. That'll be a pretty big game. Oh yeah. The, most disappointing game of the week uh broncos won 24 to 19 against the browns the browns just keep looking like a bunch of stinkers and i just want to mention something if you've listened to other weeks you guys know i love greg robinson the left tackle for the browns i saw something before the game where they said they were real close to benching him why the heck didn't you guys bench him what are you doing the guy's terrible just bench him i could play better left tackle kidding i'd get pancaked every play by the defense line but that's just bench the guy he's not very good but neither is the rest of the team you guys need to figure out something otherwise you guys are going to be the biggest disappointment in recent memory probably along with some of those those cowboy teams because those cowboy teams always have huge expectations especially I think that 13 and 3 year I think Gio knows how high the expectations were and the disappointment settled in I think the Browns are on that level of such high expectations just to be terrible at least the cowboys were good that season and just kind of fell short but the browns just they they look like they're terrible the next game that also was a big surprise was chargers won 26 to 11 against the packers um did one of you pick that as an upset pick i feel like no
1: i picked it as game of the week because i thought both offenses would go back and forth but the chargers had other plans and um Aaron Rodgers and his leadership is the issue. Again, he had the worst QBR of the day. I think he had a worse QBR than Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know how that's possible, but whoo!
0: Bosa. Yo. Anthony, you've been quiet. You got anything to add, or are you just you just liking the flow?
2: Just liking the flow. I'm liking the flow. All right.
0: So the next game is a Sunday night football game. Gio, we'll let you go last so you can do your, uh, your uh, lovely hype up of you know who. Uh, the Ravens won thirty-seven to twenty, and it was a great game by the Ravens. They showed up and showed out and looked really good. And the Patriots defense finally looked like they, you know, weren't as good as as they are. And uh, uh, props to the Ravens for getting that W. But Anthony, go ahead, go first, say what you got to say, and then we're just going to let Gio, Gio do his thing because it's about to get hype in here when he goes. So Anthony, go right ahead first.
2: So I think a lot of this has to do with uh, the everybody's always said the Achilles tendon of a Bill Belichick defense is a mobile quarterback. And that was very evident on Sunday night. Uh, Lamar Jackson does things that – Bill Belichick I'm sure has probably never seen before and think that only Tom Brady like dreams he can do so the Ravens defense looks solid against the Patriots Uh, everybody's talked about how weak Brady's arms looked and stuff like that and how he might look like he might be taking a couple steps backwards kind of showed a little bit but this is the same thing that everybody's been saying for the past couple seasons and then Come Super Bowl time, the Patriots are still playing. So it was a great game by the Ravens. Excellent game by Lamar Jackson, running the football, throwing the football. Uh, Good showing by the defense of the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, I'll let let Gio go ahead and uh, start his hype train.
1: The Baltimore Ravens scored in every quarter of this ballgame. Every quarter. They were consistent throughout the entirety of the game because they put the gas on and didn't let go. They didn't let up, knowing who they're playing against. And I saw stat after stat and statistic after statistic before the game and even after talking about Bill Belichick in his last 21 or 22 games against a first- or second-year quarterback was 22-0, and 0, undefeated. Undefeated against first- and second-year quarterbacks, not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson proved not only can he be efficient running the ball, but he can be efficient in passing the ball. He played within himself. He converted third downs. He converted fourth downs. Whatever he needed to do for his team to be in a position to win, he did. Seven different receivers caught a pass from Lamar Jackson. Three others were targeted. And there were some drops and missed big plays in this game, uh, including with Mark Andrews. So this game could have even gotten more out of hand. Um, again, I don't know what everyone was seeing, what everyone was talking about, and every organization who passed on him 31 picks in a row, Ozzie Newsom made the, his last first round pick, the greatest pick I'm going to dare say of his career, and he's made some phenomenal picks um, going with Hall of Famers across the board, and I, when I say greatest I don't mean in terms yeah, that's of
2: bold. That's bold. I, in
1: terms of where the player will end up, but in terms of NFL watched this because we knew what Ogden would be. We knew what Ray Lewis would be, but everyone else told us who Lamar Jackson was. And now we're finding out this is who Lamar, Lamar Jackson is because everyone wanted to put perception and put their viewpoint and not really watch the tape. People just had a perception. They didn't watch him play at Louisville. They didn't realize that he was a few seconds away if not for a receiver making a bad blunder and stepping out of bounds on a fourth down from beating Deshaun Watson at his own game in his own house and stopping an undefeated season by Clemson. This is a guy who put a whole program that is so storied in Florida State University into the dumpster, into the depths, and we have not seen them return. Since he did that to them on that afternoon in Louisville and won the Heisman because of that game, and jumping over people at Syracuse. And you time and time again what he did. We have not seen them return. But he slides all the way to 32. And Bill Belichick didn't know what to do against him. And people are saying, ah, oh, the Patriots just wanted to throw a random game plan at him. So when they see him in the postseason, they could figure this. No. Lamar Jackson is only going to get better. And he's so he gets so upset at the things that don't go right. This is leadership on display on and off the field. And everyone's saying it. You got a Super Bowl champion and, oh, Thomas saying it. So I don't want to hear any more excuses. This man is 12-4, and and he went with the 32 overall pick, and there was no reason for him to go that far. There was no reason. And Baltimore is proving as a team that they're behind him. They're going to rival him. And, and again, 12-4, and he wins games. All he cares about is winning. He don't care if he complete 80%, 50%, 60%. It doesn't matter. Did you win the ball game? Did you make the plays in the crucial times? And the answer is yes. And he didn't throw up Hail Marys and hope that they were caught. He doesn't do that. He doesn't make blunders. He's learning to play the game that he loves the way that he knows how to play it, and that's the result.
0: Is that it? I think so.
1: I think so. I (laughs) predicted this was my upset pick, and uh, Baltimore did it. Um, Didn't ever think for one moment New England was going to go undefeated. Uh, mainly because I don't think that defense had seen seen an offense like this to this point or a quarterback like this to this point, even though all these other quarterbacks that they're playing prior to Lamar Jackson either got drafted as the first overall or the third overall or the seventh overall, or they just keep getting third, fourth, fifth, and sixth chances with teams. But Lamar Jackson, 32nd overall.
0: Okay. The next game on the list is also a game that Gio would probably be hype about, even though, you know, it was just the Giants that they played. The 37-18, the Cowboys won. Story of the game was some black cat running around on the field. Ooh. I just want to say, Giants look good for about two quarters, maybe a quarter and a half. And they just looked like that. Hey, mister, who just went, <laughs> wait till we play the Dolphins, gonna you know, beat that booty.
2: And anyway. hey, I hope you know I'm not gonna stop talking the entire podcast if that's not happen.
0: It's okay. I'll just be mm. absent that week. Anyways, you well, actually if I'm absent you guys wouldn't be able to run <laughs> run the show. Um but go ahead, Gia. Do you go ahead yeah. and say say some nice things about your boys? So the I mean I
1: don't know what else people want Dak Dak Prescott to do. Um Aaron Rodgers has the worst QBR of the weekend, but we all say uh, oh, Dak played the giants. Oh, Dak, Dak did. Dak. Listen, Dak is doing what what he's supposed to do, which is put the ball in the end zone. He did it three times to three different receivers. Um, he hit guys in stride with a lot of drops, a Randall Cobb fumble people f- who don't watch, forget this stuff. And they just see the box score. You have to watch the games. And, um, I- I'm just, you know, I wasn't overly impressed. The game was tight in the beginning, but look what the Giants have been doing all season. They can hang around for a quarter or two. I mean, look what they went into the fourth quarter tied, I believe it or not, on, on national stage against the New England Patriots a couple weeks ago. And that team then blew him out in the fourth. OK, so that was kind of the same thing that happened. But um, I was impressed the way Ezekiel Elliott just runs the ball. Um, you could tell me about his holes and this, that and another. But there's a lot of yards he gets after contact. Um, he's just a bruising back. People get tired of tackling him. Uh, he just has has this lean in which he falls forward all the time. Jason Witten must be rubbing off on him because I never see him go backwards. Um, and he always has positive gains. What could be a two-yard loss for an Ezekiel Elliott is a two-yard gain. He really flips the scripts on that. And um, the resurrection of Sean Lee, um, Leighton Van Esch did not play in this game. So I was very worried about uh, containing Saquon Barkley. But Saquon Barkley was contained. 14 carries for 28 yards. Six catches for 67 yards. One catch for 65 yards. So that means, do the math. I mean, this was probably the most inefficient game we've ever seen Saquon Barkley play, and that was with one athletic linebacker and one old and busted linebacker. And 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 Jalen Smith half the time is blitzing and getting in Daniel Jones' face, so we really saw Sean Lee just spying him and reacting to a lot of what was happening. Um, but again, if the Giants, this, this is a flawed football team. I think if the coach – I don't know if Pat Shermer is the guy for the job, but the Giants don't fire and hire and fire and hire like a lot of other teams do. So they're going to have to figure this out because they messed up with uh, – what was uh, Ben McAdoo? And now they went to Pat Shermer. They're going to have to figure this out. You can't have Daniel Jones be leading your team in rushing. I don't yeah. care if it's because he did keepers and this and that. You can't take a running back second overall and have Daniel Jones as your leading rusher. Because one, you know what he, since week two he's tied in the in the league with the with with the most turnovers. This is a trend that rookie quarterbacks usually can't break unless your name is Peyton Manning. Now if Daniel Jones becomes Peyton Manning, then we have a different conversation. But right now he's looking like Jameis Winston. So you you can't. This is a recipe for disaster. Even though it's his rookie year, you can't you can't put the ball in his hands as much as they're doing it. I feel bad for him in some ways, but in some ways like you know you made this reach now you got to live with it. But you can't a year ago take a running back second overall, this transcendent guy, and on, what, 20 touches? He had under 100 yards? Like, I mean, or no, less than that. But, um, yeah, they, they can't have Daniel Jones be the leading rusher on a team with Saquon Barkley.
0: Offensive line helps. That's all well, I got to
1: say. Well, uh, hold on. Nate Solder got paid. Will Hernandez, top of the second uh, round draft pick, traded for uh, uh, Zeitler. They've made moves. They've made moves to improve this offensive line. I don't think 14 carries is enough. And honestly, I'm not the biggest believer in Saquon. I believe he's shifty. I believe he's flashy. But again, can you get me those difficult, tough yards? Yeah, on an island, can you stiff arm a corner to the ground? Great, wonderful. It makes a great highlight. But where are you down in and down out pounding the ball for first downs? That's my problem. He'll go two yards, zero yards, one yard, two yards, one yard, zero. And then a big splash play. And it's not enough. They have to they have to move the chains as an offense if they want Daniel Jones to succeed because that's the only way he's going to succeed. So I think they've improved the offensive line. Has it worked out? Maybe not. But they've definitely invested draft picks, trades, and money in the positions needed.
0: I agree. They invested in the offensive line. But it doesn't mean it's going to work out. You know? Well, well I then create...
1: management has to go. I mean, they have to make a decision. It's either it Trust worked me. out or it
0: didn't. Trust me, you could call my dad. He's been telling you about man he could tell you all about the management and how much he doesn't like it. And
1: you can't but, take a, a running back second overall and give him fourteen carries against a division rival in which you're being competitive through three quarters. And and if you do and if you do give him that, that many carries but you feel like he's going nowhere fast, then it's either the offensive line, the management, or maybe this running back isn't the one for this team.
0: Oh, Barkley's the running back for the team. Just I think you're all I think you're on the right track with coaching and management. I think you're think you're on the right track with that but that will wrap up our weekly review and we're gonna do a little bit something different this week again we are gonna talk about who we think the best team in the league is and the worst team in the league is i usually go first so i'll pass off and i'll let anthony go first so anthony let's start off with who you think is the worst team in the league
2: I think the Cincinnati Bengals, the dumpster fire they got going on over there is the worst team in the league. They went with a quarterback. So they're going with Ryan Finley over Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was top 5 in the league in in, uh, in passing yards and trying to put the blame on him when it's really it really wasn't. You know, that team is just aside from a, her AJ Green, there's really not weapons. I not being utilized and even when he does, he can't stay healthy. Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard are ghosts and Tyler Boyd's really the only option. And like you said before, Gio, he's a, he's a number two receiver They're the I think they're easily the worst team in the league. Now on the flip side, the best team I got to go with San Francisco, you know, they're doing everything right. Jimmy Garoppolo had a coming out game. Uh, he had a, a granny was against Arizona, but Arizona didn't look bad and they haven't been awful all season. So I, the defense is solid The defense, you know, they play lights out and shut out care, like the, completely destroyed Carolina a few weeks ago. So I think if this team, they have a very big test in Seattle on Monday night. So it, that could be, a, that's a very big one to see as far as, uh, you know, true contendership. But I think th- those are my choices.
1: So just to recap, you had the Bengals as the worst and the Niners as the uh, best yep okay uh austin you want to go or you want me to go
0: you can go you got all
1: right so uh my worst team in the league is the new york jets i believe um the new york jets are the worst team because um they've only scored 96 points on the season um that's the lowest in the league um and they've given up 211 um they have yet to win a road game. Um, their their lo- only win was against the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, that was pretty much their Super Bowl for them. There was a lot that went wrong in that game: no left tackle, no right tackle, no number one receiver, no third receiver, no number one corner, no number two corner. So um, it was a team. It was definitely a game that they um, exploited us and you know just put us in bad situations. Even with all the parts missing, I still believe the Cowboys were good enough to win that game. Um, but I say that because you take out that one game and they that's, I think that's the only game they may have scored over 20 points. So I think they're the only team to, to have done that with only 96 points on the season. They have a quarterback who openly mic'd up on Monday night football said he was seeing ghosts. Um, that's going to take a long time to recover from. I believe they have the worst head coach in the NFL. So I would also give them the worst team tag in the NFL Yes, I would also prefer Freddie Kitchens over him because at least Freddie Kitchens um, admits things that Adam Gase wouldn't. And so I just think this whole organization um, is really not doing well. They had a lot of deals they could have made before the trade deadline but got greedy and couldn't make them because because of their greed. And they're going to be left with a lot of disgruntled players. They're the organization that drafted this quarterback and now must lay with this quarterback. And I have a I have a suspicion that... A lot of guys are going to want to leave this team in the offseason, and this is just not a good organization to be a part of. So they are my worst team. I have to be honest, when it comes to best team, I don't believe that there's the most. There's a dominant team. I think right now my the best team, if I had to pick one, would be the New Orleans Saints. They've proven that through circumstances good, circumstances bad, they can still succeed. They can still win. They're undefeated at home. They will defend that home turf at all costs. A lot of their great games coming up happen to be in New Orleans. And so I, I have a, I have a suspicion that that's going to also uh, lean in their favor favor and make them um, atop the uh, NFC. So that's going to be difficult. Obviously, what they've done with Teddy Bridgewater, nobody expected. A lot of people were like, "Oh, this team is going to be the one that rebounds off of the bad call. Uh, against the Rams last year, and then Drew Brees goes down. And then game after game after game, this is a team that, above all of the teams, in my opinion, has found ways to win in more ways than one. I have yet to see what happens when San Fran can't run the ball efficiently and it's in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands to win the game. His best game of the year had came, yes, this past night against an Arizona team That is giving up the uh, top three in quarterback fantasy points, top three in running back points, top one in tight ends. And they have George Kittle. So there was a lot to be desired. And they struggled against Arizona. That was a three point victory. And they they almost lost to Mason Rudolph. If people don't remember that, if it wasn't for uh, Dante Pettis making that last minute catch. So. There's a lot, I think, to uh, be left to to understand about the best and worst teams. But I don't really see a dominant team because I do think San Fran's great. But I also uh, see some flaws with the Saints. But overall, offense, defense, special teams, coach, I give it to New Orleans.
0: I will have to agree with you. My pick for the best team in the league is the Saints because I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. They were my Super Bowl pick this year. I think they're on a revenge tour. I think after the way they lost to the Rams, they're gonna avenge that that loss and show people that they were probably the better team in the NFC that year. And I, I just think they're the most complete team. That defense is showing up and they're playing great. And that offense, you got Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Kamara when he's healthy, you got a good offensive line. I just think when you look on both sides of the football, there is no more complete team than the Saints. And I think the Saints could go 14 and 2, 13 and 3. And I think they're gonna be the best team in the NFC. I think they're gonna go out and win the Super Bowl. I just think you 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 know Drew Brees is gonna ride off in the sunset after this year. He's gonna win the Super Bowl right off, and and Michael Thomas might break a record this year for most catches in a season. And it's just I think they're the most complete team. And for me, my worst team in the league is the Redskins. That team just can't figure it out. Uh, I know they have so many injuries every year, but I think their management and their uppers, like their front office, is not very good. They just don't know what they're doing half the time, and I think they're terrible. You know, I, I I just can't believe that they have some solid talent and they just can't put it together and it's just bad i was gonna say the dolphins but they ended up winning so i can't really say the dolphins are the worst team but that was my original pick until they went ahead and uh won a football game but i think the redskins are just completely awful this year and they'll 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 probably end up going 1-15 unless the giants decide to screw around and lose lose to them which don't be surprised if that happens and the giants could be in that category for worst team in the league uh but you know i think saints are the best team redskins are the worst team i got my money on the saints to win the super bowl and uh also want to say something real quick i think the patriots might have lost but i don't think they're uh i don't think they're as bad as people are going to say they are after this week keep in mind they always have one game where they look like crap and then they'll rattle off five wins in a row and be right back to the good old patriots so that's it best team worst team next week we'll probably try to incorporate something different i think i'm liking this new style of throwing in something new um instead of just kind of blabbering on about games that nobody really cares about so next up we got the usual game of the week and upset pick my game of the week's gonna be seahawks versus 49ers i don't think you're going to have a bigger game that week, except you know Alabama versus LSU in college football. I just think that's a huge matchup to see if the Seahawks can take that division from the Niners if they win, or if the Niners beat the Seahawks, they're going to be 9-0 and and just good, firm hold on that division. I think that's going to be the game of the week. And uh, my upset, I have the Raiders beating the Chargers, because the Chargers are favored in that game. And I think the Raiders at home, which they're 3-1 and one at home this year, mm-hmm. will uh, take that game over the Chargers and be 5-4. and four. And I believe that would keep them in the AFC wildcard spot, which, once again, every week I say surprise team of the year is definitely the Raiders. And, uh, Gio, go ahead with your uh, game of the week and upset pick.
1: My game of the week is the Raiders and Chargers on Thursday Night Football. I'm um, hoping to see the ball. I um, hope to see a lot of points scored by both teams. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Will the Chargers kicking game be reliable? I don't think so. And I believe that John Gruden has put together some some schemes that uh, work really well at home. You mentioned the 3-1 record. I, I believe that they're going to know how to neutralize some of what um, LA, the, I keep wanting to say San Diego, the Chargers want to do. I think they're going to want to stop uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. And from there, um, they're going to force some third and longs. And can they just not get beat um, on out routes? That that's been a that's been a key route that has killed them, because um, the corners are playing okay coverage. And then right at uh, right at the marker, they, there's so many conversions that the Raiders have given up right at the marker. And so there's a there's a killer route runner that's going to be playing in this game if at full health, Keenan Allen can take over ball games. And then Mike Williams, you know, if they're in the position in the right coverages can they just not get beat by the athleticism and and, and the big body that is Mike Williams? Um, If those things happen, I think the Raiders win this game. And of course um, I would not rely on a close game if it comes down to a kick for LA. Um, So I like that as the game of the week. I do like the Raiders to win as well Um, for my upset pick. um, I can't go with the Cowboys at home or the Vikings. Can I, I don't know what the line is. I'd have to check.
0: Yeah, I mean if that's considered an upset, I, I you don't can know pick whatever you want, but yeah, I don't know what the line is. Let me find out for you. Give me, Kyler,
2: give you me think. Kyler Murray. The Dallas you know? Dallas is Dallas is a favorite. three point
1: favorite. At home. Yeah, they usually give him three. And Kirk Cousins, um, I don't think he's ever beaten Dak Prescott, so I like that. Um Gimme Kyler Murray on the road in Tampa. Upset of the week. I think as many points as Tampa can score as we've seen, they have all these weapons. They know how to lose games. So give me the Arizona Cardinals to go into Tampa. Tampa hasn't played at home in forever. They're probably going to feel like it's a road game still. Um, so i like Arizona to beat and upset the Buccaneers.
2: Yeah, So I'm going to go my game of the week. I'm going to go with Austin, and I'm going to agree. San Francisco, Seattle, you know, this has home field advantage implications at a certain point. You know, they don't meet again until – week 17 so it come down to that final week based on this one can uh san francisco build their lead a little bit more or is russell wilson going to continue his mvp like season yeah now i'm looking at my upset of the week was going to be the browns over the bills but the browns for whatever reason are favored by two and a half
1: oh my goodness because they're at they're at home
2: so i'm gonna go ahead i guess my my uh my upset of the week, I guess I'm going to go Lions over the Bears. You know, I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I feel like he's going to make more mistakes than Matthew Stafford does. I feel like their defense has made, like, more slip-ups and just gotten beat on little stupid stuff. You know, when they have a short field to defend because Trubisky can't do anything with the ball, you know, they get tired and they give up points. So I guess my, my upset, you know, not the flashy one, I'm gonna go Detroit over uh, Detroit over Chicago.
1: Yeah, and I just want to add with your both of you had the same game of the week. I don't doubt that it's gonna be um, live up to the hype and fireworks, but um, where I disagree, or did either of you take Seattle to who win up? it?
0: Oh, I no one said I, anything, I but I just, yeah, I didn't pick anything. It. I just picked game of the week.
1: Well, my my, I just want to comment on that game of the week and just say uh, Monday Night Football, yes, on the road. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll versus Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan, and that, and and I'll leave it at that.
2: That should have been your upset of the week. That San Francisco's favored by six.
0: Oh wow! How six point? Oh my gosh! I'm changing my mind. I got Bengals over Ravens. It's <laughs> Bengals. Uh, they're only they're only they only a negative ten favorite uh, or an underdog. That's bro. That's anyone underdog. anyone want to take a bet with me? Any
1: I'll I'll take Seattle in six points. Oh my
2: god, a chance. That's that's huge. If if you're if you're a gambling person, you listen to this podcast. Now nah, you need to go run and make that bet six points. Six points. That's a that's a big spread for Seattle.